0: Now here is Tim Talks. Aloha. Hello and welcome to Tim Talks. I'm gonna try this. I can't do it. I wanna do the da da ta da, da. I couldn't do it. Oh. I need coffee.
1: Melikaliki muka to you.
0: Watch your mouth, man.
1: Wow. Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas to you. Oh, man. Welcome to Tim Talks, the show that goes off the rails every now and then. And then we try to get back on.
1: (laughs) And never finds them again. But we find another set of rails that leads us somewhere. That's the
0: problem. We we go down another track. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love this program. It's so fun. (laughs) People people tell us they love it because they get to laugh. Well, there's no end. There's no end in sight. So welcome back. Hope you had a great week. It's Friday.
1: Yes, it's, end it's ending.
0: Yeah. Hey, did you get to talk to somebody about the Lord this week in the last couple amen. Of days? If amen not, let's get ready amen. for next week for sure. Hey, uh, how about this? Your suggestion, great suggestion. How, how about we just talk about today uh, some different ways that we can approach people with the gospel and maybe take people through how we would lead someone to Christ or how we'd take those steps to get to lead them to Christ. That's a great idea. Yeah. I like it. Okay. You get started off. It was your idea. You get to start off.
1: Well, obviously, uh, you want to be able to talk to people. That's maybe maybe the a main hindrance why people don't witness, because they don't talk to people. Hmm. And especially, you know, this generation that's always on their phone and can't put their phone down and look at somebody even. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, it's, it's very common whenever I'm at a business lunch or something, uh, maybe visiting with. Uh, a church member or something I, I'll put my phone upside down And you know I'll, I'll not answer it Unless I let somebody know um, My mom May be calling I may need to take a call But I, I want to let them know ahead of time You are more important Than what may be going on here Because so many people just cannot Help themselves But while they're talking They're, they're answering on uh, Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or whatever it may be, they're they're on their phone, they can't turn it upside down and not look at it. And I understand if you have a you've got an appointment, you've got business that you're trying to conduct, we we understand those things. But I like somebody to know, look, you are more important. So the common question is usually something like, if you were to die today, are you a hundred percent sure you'd go to heaven? Something like that. But um I, because of being a pastor, many, many times it has helped a lot whenever I'm in a hospital, when I'm in a nursing home, when I'm in some kind of, you know, business setting, uh, even sometimes walking to the parking garage from a building. If somebody seems very upset and distraught, commonly I'll stop and I'll say, excuse me, I'm a pastor can I help you in any way and and just go into a situation like that that many many times I get to share the gospel now not a lot of people as far as a great percentage make a decision right then but I always pray that you know maybe they'll make a decision later and and I may never know but but I do that a lot now but that's more more that people would assume, oh, you're a pastor, this is a profession, you've got gray hair, maybe you know a few things, I don't know. So I, I've sort of evolved into that question a lot more than whenever I was much younger.
0: Yeah, that's that's a great point, and that's where I'm at as well. And I have gotten to that place where I ask questions. I, I think our world's open to questions. Mm-hmm. And I will ask, and I've said this before, but it's worth repeating great in question. a restaurant in a restaurant you know i'm gonna pray for my meal i'm a preacher what can yes. i pray for for you and that just mm-hmm. opens a door of conversation and you know just the last few weeks i've mentioned that you know people have stood at my table one lady for probably 15 minutes um, while i'm eating my food she's sharing with me her story of you know her life and and how bad it is um, another suggestion that we've used uh, somebody uh, i was with a preacher and you know almost everybody that waits on you today has a tattoo and asked what are the tattoos and one lady said this is for my son that passed away what mm. an open door and yes. I said man that's I'm so sorry to hear that but you you know here's our hope our hope is in Christ and open that door um the people in the airport that I talked to now reaching out, you know, they're, they're looking for something. They realize the world is an absolute mess. And I said, can I help you find a good church? They're reaching out to get that information. So, um, just asking those questions, ask your, your, you know, uh, coworkers. And, and here's part of the problem too. You mentioned this, but people don't have an audience. Uh, we've talked to everybody we know about the Lord and we feel like, well, they're not getting saved. So I don't have anybody else to talk to. Yes. Get a new audience. Get a new audience of people and and reach out and just ask those questions. Hey, have you ever been to church? Have you ever, ever read the Bible? Has anybody ever talked to you about the Lord? And if they say no, there's the start. And you start gently and start preparing them for that conversation. So, yeah, great point,
1: great point. You know, many people are required by their job to talk to you. And so while they have to... You can talk to them about the Lord. Turn that conversation to Christ. Whether right. it's, you know, you, you, you need some home repair. Uh, you need a new driveway. Whatever it is, you know, somebody come out to give you an estimate about this. Or somebody knocks on your door and says, I see your gutters aren't aren't that good. Hey, we've got this company. They're there. No problem to share, you know, where you go to church. And, and uh, we'd love to have you come. At least that's a good start. Give them a track. Everybody ought to have at least some tracks in their car or, or uh, you know, at home that are easily and readily available that you can use. I mean, there are many people who have to talk to us. And uh, it, anymore when a salesman shows up, I'm like, okay, fresh meat. <laughs> so, you know, it's great opportunity because they're here and they're going to be asking you questions and uh, the last person I know of that my dad led to Christ, he was in um, a rehab facility, and the occupational therapist came in and said, "Mr. Woven, can I ask you some questions?" My dad said, "Only if I can ask you some when you're done." Right. And right. so he, you know, took 30, 35 minutes of whatever, and and so he was waiting to see if my dad was alert enough, because that's part of his job anyway. Yeah. And uh, so he said, "Well, if you're done, can I ask you some questions?" And he spent 45 minutes and led that guy to Christ. That guy prayed, wow. accepted Christ as a Savior. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's uh, there, the opportunity of people who have to talk to us anyway. Now, if you get a ticket on the side of the road, don't start, all right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Use some wisdom. (laughs) That's
0: right. That's right. You know, a large percentage of our listeners are kids in school and college, and I want to tell you that the school is a great place to talk to people about the Lord. And if you're a youth pastor today and you're not training your young people how to be a witness, get on that, because... It's exciting. How old were you when you started telling people about the Lord? Were you were confident enough to start talking to people about the Lord and see them saved?
1: Yeah, I was. After I got saved, I was so excited. I was five, and I told all my friends how to be saved, yeah. and I tried to get yeah. them to pray right then. You know, yeah, <laughs> obviously it didn't work. But uh, I was in seventh grade yeah. when I started going out, knocking on doors every week, working on a bus route, and and I was. Uh, very fortunate that my dad would talk to me on how to how to lead somebody to the Lord and and I had other people who were very good soul winners who were um, passionate about winning people to Christ themselves and so most of the time I mean I got for quite a while I got to just stand and listen and hear how it's done over and over and over after a couple of years of that I felt very comfortable doing the same thing because I was able to pretty much copy you know, what they had done. And then over the years, you just sort of adapt to wh- whoever you're talking to and whatever the situation calls for.
0: Yeah, I was 12 years old when I really became desirous of winning people to Christ and took a class, a soul Amen. winning class at our church. Amen. And that's when I really felt that I was more comfortable and able it's to start to people. It's only
1: for adults, right? Yes, class. Yeah. yeah,
0: it was actually a college class. It was a, for awesome. our college. But I just, I, you know, our pastor said, you can audit out of it. You, you know, you don't get credit for it. But I thought, oh, I don't care about that. And I, to be honest with you, I if I passed, I barely passed. But man, it gave me the boldness I was looking for and the confidence. And I started talking to people about the Lord and led my first soul to Christ when I was 12, and uh, went from there. And I still t- today have that great Amen. passion to, to talk to people about the Lord. Uh, another area- So what area, would
1: you do today mm-hmm. if you were having a class just for adults and a teenager said, you're a 12, 13 years old, said, I really wanna come in. Oh. oh what would that do to your heart?
0: Oh, that'd be so exciting. Amen, be, isn't that great? I'd, say, I'd say you can, but you gotta bring a couple of your friends with you. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think uh, we don't we don't emphasize the need enough to our teenagers. I don't think we put the onus on them to to be the soul winners that they should be. If you're old enough to talk and can read the Bible and understand a couple of verses, you're you're you know um, what's the word I want. Um, you're signed up you know you're you're uh, what's the word i you're want like in the army yeah. you're enlisted enlisted you're enlisted Amen. that's the word here's here's something i've done too you know we get all these callers calling all the time Do you want to buy windows you know you want your grass fertilized all that kind of stuff and and there's a few times i don't do it always but sometimes we're just aggravated you know And we just either hang up or we don't answer the call and i've had a couple of them they'll call me and say hey can i can i ask you something before you go you know do you know where you're going to spend eternity? Has anybody ever talked to you about the Lord? And I've had them listen. I've had I've had people and some of them said, "You know what? I'm a Christian. Thank you for talking Amen. to me." I Amen. appreciate that. I said, "Let me inspire you to talk to someone else." And then other people have just said, "You know, well, I I haven't really thought about that. I'm going to give some thought to that." So, yeah, you never know. Any chance you get, right? Yeah. Take it.
1: So, Take you it. have to make an opening. You have yes. to You have to just make the leap. I don't care how seamless you try to make the uh, conversion from secular Transition. talking to getting the yep. gospel,
0: yep.
1: it's still, you feel like you're jumping over a giant chasm. Yep. And so you just have to make the jump. You have to verbally make the leap and dive right into it. And so, you know, while you're talking, your intent may be I want to try to invite them to church. I want to try to give them the gospel. Uh, the Holy Spirit is, is going to encourage you, and Satan is going <laughs> to want to. Uh, threaten you and make you feel like you're so inadequate you just have to take the jump yeah
0: i feel like i can turn any conversation into a question of salvation just over practice over the years it was part of the training in that class you know you you listen for people to say certain things and when they say that it gives you an open door somebody says yeah i just had someone pass away boom open door talking about eternal life. Um I just found out I'm ill. Opens a door to talk about eternal life. Um you know, I'm I'm newly married and we're thinking about having children. That opens a door to a discussion yeah. of eternal life. What are you going to teach your kids spiritually? What are you going to give them for faith? You know, it just there's you've got to look for those doors.
1: My son is in drug rehab.
0: Right. Boom. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they're going to get some great help there, but you know what he really needs he needs the Lord and you need the Lord too. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And I I think you got to start practicing that and you can you can have some fun with that with your friends. Have them talk about anything at all and see if you can turn that to the gospel. Yeah. And what Well, I get myself a little so, I didn't even say anything good was, The pen hit the cup. It was accidental. Well, I'm sorry. Well,
1: you uh, you're going into the gospel. So, ding good. Awesome. That,
0: that's good. Yeah. Yeah, good. way to go. Way to way to be thinking about the gospel. I love it. <laughs> I'm at the bottom of the cup. Can you tell? <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's just a matter of being conscious of it. We don't think about it. We, we're not thinking when we go out for the day, I've got to tell somebody about Christ. I've got to share the gospel. When you start thinking about it, you'll start doing it. And the more you talk yes. to people and see the state of people, the more you'll want to try to help them.
1: Another uh, bit of advice that I'd give is pray pray for your friend every single day pray for your coworker. Amen. pray for that Amen. neighbor and the more you pray the more the lord will burden your heart to where you, you can't hardly help but do anything but you got to deal with that so you know a person and i'm not saying you have to picture every single person dying and screaming in hell and those kinds of things but but if you just pray give that name to god And pray for that person by name every single day if you did that in less than a month you're you're gonna wind up doing something you can't help it it just the Holy Spirit just compels you because what it is is we're getting our heart more in tune with God and and we're gonna feel a greater burden and desire and then we're, we're going to be asking for boldness. I, I, I've got to do this. I just have to do it. And so pray for people.
0: Yeah, the other thing I would say is if you aren't confident or if you are, you know, intimidated, can you set up a visit where your pastor can go with you or someone from the church can go with you, your parents can go with you. You say, hey, man, let's yes. get together and have a cup of coffee. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite a friend I want you to meet. I want you to meet my pastor. He's a great guy. And uh, I'm, I'm going to ask him to come along. And then you tell your pastor, hey, I'm inviting you because I want you mm-hmm. to talk to them about the Lord. Amen. And a pastor... A good pastor is going to include that person in that presentation of the gospel and you know i have my friend uh you know this i'm al stone and uh, you know jeremy you've known jeremy for years and jeremy tell tell your friend about what you did and how you received christ and he'll use that and allow you to be a part of that if he's a good soul winner at all and just make the opportunity um you know you say to a couple hey we want to have you guys over for supper and I want to invite you. We're going to have another couple from our church come. We want you to meet them. They're great people. And those people that you invite are great soul winners. And you're going to tell them, hey, I want you to talk to talk to them about the Lord. And, and a good soul winner will find that opportunity in the conversation of the night. Um, have you guys ever been to our church? No, we want to invite you. And here's what's exciting about our church. And, and this couple that's invited us over, they found the Lord there. And they're excited. And we've seen a change in their lives you can do it. And uh, just set yes. up that meeting where there's somebody there. And you may, I, I've told people this, just have me as backup. You take the lead, you do the conversation. If you start to stammer or you get caught, I'll I'll pick it up for you and we'll go from mm-hmm. there. And that's worked very well. That's been a great Amen. help as well. Amen. Yeah.
1: Very good yeah, points. Yeah. And try to, you know, do that team effort and and where you can open up the door and somebody else may be able to sort of fill in some gaps that that you don't feel comfortable in doing.
0: There's a reason why the Lord sent the disciples by twos. It, it's definitely easier when you've got somebody with you. It is. The fears are these. Number one, they're going to get mad at me because I'm talking to them. Or two, I'm not going to know what to say. I'm going to get stuck, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to know what to say. That That other person with you relieves some of that and yeah. gives you that confidence that if I get in trouble, I've got somebody here to help me i think that's a great way to go so yeah pair
1: up yeah and how many times have you been with another effective soul winner and while they're talking you get an idea because your mind is more analyzing the situation rather than you're emotionally involved in this situation and so then you're able to bring another point from a different perspective you're not going to trounce all over each other you don't want to be you know trying to steamroll each other in the conversation but you're able to bring up some points and then you stop and let them take up again where you know you're able to complement each other so well i mean that was one of the reasons when denise and i got married uh, we wanted to go so winning together our senior year of college and there was not a single ministry in college that would let us serve together and so we just didn't join a, a ministry we just we went out door to door ourselves because, you know, I said, we're going to be our whole lives. We're going to be together and witnessing to people. So we better get used to how we do it with each other now. So,
0: Yeah. And part of the reason of you going out like that was so you could hold hands while you were going from house to house. I know you. There you go. Amen. Your you're alternative motives. I know how you work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say this, take any opportunity you can in any situation you can. What have you got to lose? What have you got to lose to say to somebody, hey, listen, I'm a Christian, and I want to share with you Christ. I mean, so they don't like you. You'll probably never see them again. So they get upset with you. You'll probably never see them again. But if they get saved, you've got someone for
1: eternity. you see them forever. And it, it,
0: <laughs> if they go to hell, yeah. If you go to hell, if they go to hell, then you at least can stand before the Lord and say, I tried. I gave him the Gospel. I did what I was supposed to do. You got nothing to lose it's a win win situation, really, if you think about it,
1: Denise and I were just talking about that this morning i you know we're it, the discussion turned from one to the other, but I was thinking about how you know both of our dads they died with Jesus on their lips, and uh it, how wonderful that is, how wonderful that is to know the Lord and how how awful we start talking about. Different people who've been very famous, very popular, very wealthy, and uh, you know, they who did not by the way they behave or ever converse about God in any way mm-hmm. and how they must be in hell today and uh man, whenever we start thinking about forever, forever, forever. And uh, you know, we pray for our grandchildren that aren't saved. Uh, they're the two are still very, very young. They don't mm-hmm. understand yet, but boy, I pray every day that yeah. uh, that our grandkids will get saved because that's, yeah. I can imagine, I can't imagine spending an eternity in heaven while my grandkids are in hell.
0: Yeah, yeah. Whew. How could it really be heaven without them there? Wow, mm. yeah. Well, I know this, that I love talking to people about the Lord, and when Amen. I make a point of it, I'm more apt to do it. Amen. That's and right. And I have to consciously think about it every day as a preacher. I have to think about it every day. That's got to be my number 1 priority. Um walking with the Lord first and then, you know, Amen. that first priority outside of my own personal walk is winning people to Christ. So
1: that's where I'm at. Amen. Yeah. And I got to say that's why I'm so thankful that my best friends are always talking about people they've gotten to give it the gospel to people yeah. they've gotten to lead to the lord that encourages me that helps me and uh you know you and my other two dear friends uh, Stephen, phil clayton and many others also but uh my dearest friends always talk about and not in a braggadocious way not in the way of hey look what i did but it's just it's just real it means something to all of us and whenever that happens i mean i i appreciate the friendship that acts go to friendship that that helps me be more concerned about giving out the gospel too so thank you for being a soul winner
0: yeah thank you and i appreciate my friends who when i'm trying to you know be discreet um carry the conversation into places that we probably shouldn't have gone but they, they do love the lord <laughs> they, they are trying to be right
1: just and do I just... not witness with the hula skirt on. <laughs> I'm so
0: glad that I can bring them back into the line of decency. <laughs> really, the five, last five minutes of the show really is the best. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm Al Stone. I'm in Saline, Ohio. I'm heading back to Canada. And uh, as this airs, I will have just finished a great show. Youth Conference in Barrie, Ontario with my dear friend, Brother Brett Pennell, who uh, is my co-host at Israel. And, uh, man, I'm excited. I I love this conference. They've asked me to come every year and I just can't wait. And, uh, uh, you pray that uh, the Lord will continue to work in the lives of those young people as they've made those decisions. Brother Kurt Skelly will be there with me and uh, I'm excited what the Lord's going to do. So I'm Al Stone and I am out of here. I'm heading to the beach with my Waikiki beach coconut hand, uh, cream uh body moisturizer, I can't wait to apply it. It's gonna be great.
1: Yeah, that's great. You're gonna be on the beach at at the lake at St. Mary's, Ohio, <laughs> and it's forty eight degrees out there. So degrees. have a lot of fun. It's, and by the way, that beach is about one foot wide. So <laughs> I, know, I saw so, it. enjoy. Hey, it's it snowed
0: here yesterday. It snowed.
1: <laughs> I thought I was in Canada. Unbelievable. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you for giving us a rating, a review. And thank you so much for uh, subscribing to our podcast on your favorite platform.
0: This is Tim Talks. Have a great day, eh? And uh, let me just say Waikiki. Waikiki to you. (laughs) We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. eh? (laughs) Waikiki? That's right. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talkscom